0: Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm, of course, your host with the most Phil Better. And today, our guest is the founder and president of Cove Media, a full service boutique marketing agency here to help bring brands exposure and awareness with innovative marketing techniques. They're no average marketing agency, though. They're storytellers. At Cove, marketing is not just about attention, it's about telling stories that connect and engage with audiences. At Cove, at Cove, they cover the full spectrum of digital marketing, including social media management, influencer marketing, content creation, advertising, brand consulting, engagement, audience building you name it. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please introduce my guest, Candy Santana. Candy, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Wow, what an introduction. I'm so grateful to be here and to be talking about all these things with you.
0: I should have planned that better um so candy um yes that intro was great but it was pretty much your intro from your website (laughs) just grabbed (laughs) it from there and just shared that so you guys over at uh at cove are storytellers but how did you get into the world of digital entrepreneurship
1: how did i get started so we have actually six years this uh october and I actually went to law school. So I graduated law school in 2016, and I'm also an actress and producer. So my business, I know, it came out of the necessity to have the freedom as an actor to be able to tell stories, number one, but also to have the freedom to audition when we need to and travel when we need to. So I published a book in, in, when I started my business, right before I started it, and it became an instant Amazon's bestseller. Right. And so when I saw that, I was like, huh, if I can do this with my book, I can do this for other people and I can have my own business and have my own freedom and be able to, you know, have the the life that I'm trying to design as an artist and producer and all of these things. So instant Amazon's bestseller. Then I took on my first client, uh, which was an art gallery. I was an art gallery director there learned some more marketing, zero people walking in the door. And within two to three months, we had a really packed exhibition. And it was all through the marketing techniques that I learned. So from there is really where the idea of Cove Media came. And since then, I've worked in the fitness industry, legal industry, worked with global clients, artists, you name it. And we've we've worked in a nice range uh, with our clients. And we use Everything that you see on your phone, that's how I explain it to my clients. Digital marketing is everything that's on your phone, right? So is it the ads, it's the social media, commercials, everything that you see on your phone, we provide for our clients.
0: That's that's amazing. And so it really just came from your wanting to be able to say, hey, I want to go audition whenever and not be constrained. You got that freedom from entrepreneurialism.
1: Absolutely. And, it—and you know, I've always been that person. I would say entrepreneurs a lot of people say they want freedom. They want their schedules to be free and they want to, you know, be by the beach on the computer, but you have to have a certain discipline, right. To be an entrepreneur that even, you know, even though you want the freedom, it comes with a set of rules as well. You know, you mm-hmm. still have to be disciplined. You still have to show up every day when things are good, when things are not good. It's like the it's different type of um, grind, but it's still the grind for sure.
0: And so when you started doing the marketing for the the art gallery and then you moved on to other brands, mm-hmm. what lessons did you learn from each individual client? Like since you were just starting out, you like getting these clients lead generation must have been something you had to learn uh, <laughs> specifically in the different industries that you went into.
1: Definitely. So I, you know, one of my biggest, Uh, tips of advice for entrepreneurs is to believe in what you're offering right so whether that's a product or a service or you know you're coming up with this great idea believe in it so much because what happens is you won't even have to go out and look for the clients you're going to be in the places and speaking about what you believe in and people are going to be naturally attracted to work with you right so for me in the beginning I started with a chiropractor I started with realtors and the art gallery, right? Two, three completely different spaces, and they, it really was from my passion of what I was doing. And I was a one-stop shop in the beginning. <laughs> you know how that is, right. right? When you start, the team is you. It's you yourself and you again. Like yeah. that's the team, really you know. So too. it's just you. <laughs> so I, I really. What I knew, even though there were different industries, is I knew the technique that worked. I studied it. And through working with my clients, seeing the results, I became more and more confident in it because you bring results to your clients, right? Um, So while the industry may have been different, they all want the same thing, and that's results. So you have to focus on, okay, what has worked, what hasn't worked, and how can I improve this for my client, no matter the industry or the type of marketing
0: they need. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. What What is one of your your favorite moments that you had during your journey so far in the past six years mm-hmm. that you're, you're caring to share? Either one that you personally got a win, like it was a win for you or even a win for a client.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about when you start... Something and you have a vision for it, right? Like I said, when it's in the beginning, it's just you. You're the team. You're the graphic designer. You're the website developer. You're everything. And there's this certain amount of like drive and passion that you have when you're starting out. And being here almost six years later, it's beautiful because now I really have a team. Now I have all these things and I've worked with so many industries. And I've impacted a lot of small businesses through my work, through this drive to want to help uh, people. So I think the win has been to see six years later that I'm still here, that the business has grown and that we have worked with so many amazing people from so many different backgrounds and so many different industries. And one thing for sure is that we've helped them accomplish their dreams. We've helped them accomplish their goals. Business owners just want, you know, it's not just about the bottom line. It's beautiful when, for example, I had an accountant, he's like, this is what I want my brand to look like. I don't know how to get it there, right? And so when you help them with that creation process, it's such a beautiful experience to bring your client's dream to life. So most of my, most the thing that I'm most grateful for is being able to create this business, but also to help other people accomplish their goals with their businesses. And the storytelling is just so fun. I get to do it every day, so it, it, it's it's hard to pick one moment. Like this, I do this every single day. So.
0: I want to touch and touch on the storytelling because I'm seeing it a lot more in brand building and mm. talking how it's important to bring your. Customers, but also your fans, because people become fans. Customers become fans of brands. They become raving fans. And it's interesting because I'm coming from the podcasting world where Mm -hmm. we don't have customers. We have fans first that we want to turn into customers. Whereas for businesses, you're coming from the business world using storytelling to sell clients Mm -hmm. and turn them into raving fans. So I want to understand from your point, when did you see storytelling start impacting the marketing world? and become well, such a powerful force.
1: Interestingly enough, because I'm an artist, that's that was my approach from the beginning, right? <sighs> with my clients. It was because we know storytelling, I tell people all the time, you're telling a story every time you meet someone, right? It's how you're interacting with the person, what you decide to share, how you decide to share it, and why. Those are the same tools that you uh, use to design your brand, right? So that from the beginning has always been the way that I work with my clients. What story are you trying to tell? So that way we can have that thread throughout product launches or services or you know, new, new things that can come up in your business. We always want to be in alignment with your story, right? So since the beginning, that's how, that's how I've done my marketing, whether it be a, a gym, right? I've talked about this in, in other podcasts in the sense that in the fitness industry, most of it is about just losing weight, right? But that's not our approach we know that to motivate and inspire people we can't just say you got to lose weight you know it's about feeling good it's about how you how you feel after a workout it's about the community so i've always always used storytelling as a tool and it's about connection right so while we will be selling something we want to connect with our audience and that thank god through through analytics you'll see what stories connect which ones don't and you're able to you know you know shift gears if you have to shift gears but your audience also tells you what they like and they don't like so that also helps in the storytelling as well
0: i like that um going so i i'm curious you said you you studied law
1: yes (laughs) i have a i have a very diverse uh background (laughs)
0: was it always something you wanted to do law or were you always passionate about being an actress uh going into the arts and the the law was just a backup career
1: so it's funny because i'm I'm dominican right so i, I grew up telling stories that's what we do we get together and it, and i say i bring up being dominican because we're very dramatic like you know <laughs> we'll say everyone sit down sit down and and I'm going to tell you what happened to me the other day. And it's never like we're having a conversation. We have to act out what the other person did and how I did it. So we are born, you know, to act out on the stage, I would say. So as I was growing up, everyone would think like, oh, wow, she's going to be a great lawyer because just look how outspoken she is and opinionated. So it kind of was, um, what I thought I was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And also, we know how it is for artists where we see that it's a difficult field and all of that stuff. So through becoming an attorney, I was still able to, you know, act, right, we have to speak in front of uh, the classroom, we have to litigate our cases. So but it was my second year where I decided, like, okay, I need to really go after what I want. And that was because I was already top of my class, running a multimillion dollar firm. I was working with one of the best attorneys in New York and I had a lot of success at a young age. So I thought like, I'm going really, really fast for something I don't really want. Why not put this energy into what my true dream is? Which I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening that feel that way. They think, wow, this would be a big jump if I leave my my secure job and how can I do it? And I'm here to say it's possible. It's not easy, but it's possible.
0: <laughs> nothing is, I, yeah. I found that nothing in life is easy. It's simple. Mm-hmm. It's, yes. Life is very simple, but it's not yes. easy. It takes a lot of hard work
1: yes. and uh,
0: to be disciplined, to stay disciplined, because it's very yes. easy to go. It's very simple to fall into the easy way of life where it's yes. just... Just show up and collect a paycheck when mm-hmm. and then soul sucking death um, yes. <laughs> in the corporate world. Um, yes. and something that I've noticed with entrepreneurs who flipped from being in the corporate world to uh entrepreneurialism, um, the freedom that they get and the revitalization, it's like they're being mm-hmm. reborn. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when when you were going from being just a solo being the the whole company to hiring your first employee, Mm -hmm. what was that like for you? What was that moment where you decided, yeah, this is, I I need to offset some work.
1: I think, you know, there's two things that go into it. I was working 17 hour days every single day. There was, there was, there was no Saturday, Sunday. I didn't know what that looked like. And it's because you have deadlines and you have to do them. So um, I think I did that for about two years where it was just me and I was you know, doing the meetings. And it's so funny because something as simple as someone to take notes for you will completely change how you have a meeting with your client. If you're not thinking about the fact that you then have to like memorize and write everything down and what are you gonna forget? So after the first two years of not having a life, basically I decided like, okay, we're making money because there's also that element when you start off you're the only person because you, you can't afford to pay anybody, you know, yeah. um, which is fair. It's fine. That's part of the business. So after two years and I finally at the point where it's like, OK, I'm making money where I can afford to have someone come on. It was a difficult process. in the beginning to relinquish control because you think that the only reason something is working is because you're doing it. So the minute you have to relinquish control and have someone help you, there's a little bit of, um, I don't know what it's called, paranoia that comes in on, are they going to make mistakes? And then it's double the work. And But that's why the hiring process is so important and trusting who you hire so that you can actually give yourself this space. And help is necessary, a different set of eyes, creative ideas. And the support is super, super helpful when you're when you finally decide to hire someone. So I would say just when you're ready, when you're financially ready, when you're in a position where you can pay for someone and use your now free time to generate more income, that's definitely a good time to bring someone on that you trust and respect as well.
0: Oh that that's important. The trust and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Did you hire a virtual assistant or did you find someone in your network to come work with you?
1: I hired a virtual assistant at first, and I love this because when we started, I was like, okay, you're going to do five hours a week. (laughs) We're going to see how it goes, and then it's going to grow. Now she's working almost 30 hours a week, so she's a project manager. She's been promoted. So it's a beautiful, like I said, it's a beautiful process to see the growth when you start something, and then a few years later, you see the fruits of your labor.
0: That, that's awesome you're, you have your first va's or one of your first va's still working with you and being oh in yeah a, it's, it's so do you find that you're running because you're using more you're digital you're not in a physical location you're not in the traditional mm-hmm. sense of brick and mortar businesses like mm-hmm. we see in mad men in that mm-hmm. um, Do you feel that you're running like a typical company, like a regular corporate company? Or do you feel you have a different vibe about it because it's more of a remote-based business?
1: So it's funny because before COVID, I felt like a complete outcast, right? It was like, you know, I don't work in an office and, you know, how professional is this? But this is the only way. It doesn't make sense for me to have an office when no clients come in to meet with me. It just wasn't a thing. Now it's, I feel like I'm running a traditional company. We have people around the world, we get, you know, it's more normal to have the type of company that I have where we have people working around the world, around the clock as well, because it's around the world. So we're able to meet deadlines differently. I I do think this is the future of how it should run. And what I love about it is because you have people from around the world working for your company, a fresh, like the perspectives and the ideas that can come from that are priceless. So I do think now it feels more like, okay, I'm not, I'm not an outcast. Like that now, this is, this is the trends. Now everyone is on trend.
0: People are coming to you for advice on how to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's funny because back, at, back then people are like, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "I'm working 18 hour days, guys. This is a legit <laughs> business. This is, this is really, really hard." um and now people understand, like, because you're Zooming at home, it doesn't mean that it's not a serious business. And I guess it's because everyone had to do it during the pandemic. Yeah. So, so it's, it brought on a, it, it made this more acceptable to people to understand.
0: Um, where do you see your, your company going in the next five years?
1: <sighs> yeah, that's a great question. I used to say that at year five, I want to sell. Okay. And now I'm going it's to year
0: six. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: I'm like, I don't want to sell. Uh, and that's because of the type of industry that I'm in. Also, as an artist, this is a great avenue to be creative and to tell stories. So I think the goal is not about selling so much. That's shifted. It's more about the type of clients that I take on, right? To have work that is more in alignment with my values, and you know, clients that are aligned with their intentions and their purpose and the type of businesses that I take on. We just took on a great uh, TEDx speaker as a client and we're so proud of her. her she's also a dentist and just aligning with my clients and a different, um, making sure we share the same values because in the beginning, you're just like, <laughs> everybody, please, I'll take on any client. I just need, I just need to work.
0: As long as and there's now. revenue, I'll take it. <laughs>
1: It's like this whole thingy. And now it's just, I really want to make sure I work with brands that represent my values and the clients and businesses. That's the goal for sure. I
0: love that. Um, mm-hmm. Who is your ideal client?
1: So my ideal client is someone who understands and respects the work uh, that it takes to really build a brand. I think we're dealing with a lot of people who come in and are like, I wanna be viral. It's like, no, <laughs> red flag, we're good. <laughs> uh, understands, respects the value, and really you know, is a collaborative partner. We're partners, right? Your growth is my growth, my growth is your growth. That's what I tell my clients all the time. I want your business to grow, not just so I can keep you as a client, but as an extension of COVID media, look what we've done, you know, kind of thing with our clients. So a partner who understands the work and respects the work and is really to go at this long-term to grow their business and, and really feel successful. I, I really like working with people that come at this from a successful point of view of, this is going to work attitude. Um, I think that's super, super important in in our space that we work in with digital marketing, podcasting, the mentality has to be about it working and trying different ideas, uh, to get the end result, which is always
0: growth. I like that. Great. Um, trying to, I have so many questions and just trying Mm -hmm. to pick them. That's, that's the difficult (laughs) part. Um, Have you a project that you've worked on or a brand or a collaboration that you've worked on that you're really surprised about how it turned out? Hmm. Either positive or negative, like it was just something like you were not expecting that to happen.
1: Let me think, which client would that be? I think, so there is this one client that we've been working together since, I think it's about four years now. And when I started with this client, I've seen the growth of his businesses, but also just, he he has said things like, you have helped me feel more um, proud of my work. The growth, the clients, the connections, you, working with you has transformed me as a person, not just my business, but me as a person. And this person, he's um, a real estate agent. The numbers are insane of like the sales, and that is all great. But hearing that the type of work we do has impacted him as a person reaps a completely different reward for me as a business owner. Um, and to also hear his clients say, like, Wow, he has completely you know shifted and he's become a completely different person and not that he wasn't a good person, but just the growth and the confidence he became a he better affi- person. He became a better a better person, but with the growth and confidence. and he has three businesses that we all we help him with all three. you know, so it's it's different when people say they changed for the better because of how you work with them. I would say that's been the most rewarding. I wasn't expecting that. Um, that that is, rewarding.
0: wow, that's like a platinum level uh, achievement. <laughs> uh, hearing that from a client. So, mm-hmm.
1: so that, that I would say has been the, the most rewarding experience hearing that he's changed as a person and the growth financially has been better than we could have ever imagined. So oh, that's
0: God. also super helpful. I want to get a tip from you before okay. we jump to the last question. Um, for people coming from the arts, because you, mm-hmm. you come from the arts and we're going to cover all of them. Maybe a tip for them to use storytelling to help them sell their service or at mm-hmm. least sell themselves for their first couple of clients. Maybe a simple tip that they can have.
1: I think so. A simple tip, yet, like you said, it could be simple, but it's not easy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been meditating for 10 years now, right? And through my meditation, I've been able to get clarity on who I am and my purpose and what I want to do. So I think before you tell your story, you have to understand your why. Get super clear with your why. If you are opening a new business, if you want to start a podcast, get super clear on your why because that's going to help you during those times where there's no one knocking on your door and it's also going to help you when you have so many people coming through your door, you don't know what to do with it, right? You don't know how to decide who to work with and why. Um, So get very clear, take the time as an entrepreneur. I think this is the biggest thing. Take your time for yourself to become emotionally intelligent. And the reason is because a biz, this business, businesses in general, have highs and lows. But if your emotional intelligence is intact, you'll be able to handle everything that comes with it. And that comes with also knowing your why. So it's, it's kind of like a combination of the two. Take the time to understand yourself and develop emotional intelligence skills. And also know your why.
0: I love that. That That is a great. The why is so important. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of uh, entrepreneurs jumping into the world of entrepreneur, beginner entrepreneurs, don't know about the why. And they just mm-hmm. say money, money, money. And the why is way more important. Um,
1: Definitely. Coming... Especially now where we see a lot of social media trends. Yeah. Make six figures, okay, that looks really cute on Instagram, but <laughs> there's a lot of work to do on that, so yeah, if you
0: don't have a good why you when you come up to the hard days, you'll not want to do it, you'll be it's not worth it, but you have to keep pushing through, knowing that your why, whatever it is, is going to keep you through and keep you warm on those cold days in essence. It's your fire. And there's
1: plenty of there's plenty of cold days,
0: yeah, they can stretch along <laughs> or they can be intermittent, who knows but we're...
1: exactly.
0: We're coming up to the spark portion of the show. The spark Mm -hmm. question by Seek Discomfort, the boys over at Yes Theory, where we spark conversations with strangers. And uh, the conversation spark today is, is there someone who has had a big impact on your life and doesn't even know it?
1: Wow, that's a great question. Doesn't know it. So I'm very outspoken, so I, I so they know, <laughs> <laughs> they, they know, but my parents are definitely my biggest, uh, my, my father's owned his own business ever since I was like three years old. And I've learned the most from him about his why, and I've seen him in good times. I've seen him in bad times and I've seen how steady he is as a business owner. And that has influenced me a lot in my career and in and all of my decisions. It's really helped me to see how steady he's always been. Um, but I always tell him. So there's, there's that part. I tell him, I'm like, wow, now I understand why you were like this. And now I understand why you did this. And and it influences a lot of my decision-making now as well.
0: I love that. I think that's... Uh, that. That's fun. That's a great answer to this question. My God. Over here going, dang. Um, So Candy, I'm going to jump off the screen here. I'm going to give you the last little bit. Please let my audience know where they can come work with you, how they can follow you, support you, anything you want.
1: The Mm -hmm. floor
0: is yours.
1: Thank you so much. So you can find me at covemedia.com. So that's C O V E media.com. And the same things on Instagram. You can find us at Cove media on Instagram as well. And you can send us a DM. You can send us an email, however you like to connect with us. We'd be happy to chat.
0: Awesome. Um, Candy, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Um, To my audience, as you know, the show notes will have all the links to connect with Candy to the website, the Instagram, social media, a plenty. So make sure you check out that and always remember to invest in yourself.